What's up, man? You good? What's happening, Chase Oaks Online? It is so good to be with you today. Welcome to the second edition of Online Church. We are so glad that you've tuned in wherever you're watching from. Um, I hope that the presence of God fills the space wherever you might be today. I think we are all uh, adjusting to a new normal right now, and we're trying to navigate these very uncertain times. Uh, We are at a place where we have an all-time high of hand-washing accountability. Uh, we have, uh, we're, we're navigating what social distancing means. We're trying to find toilet paper and Lysol at Target and, and getting in fights just to make that happen. And, and then, uh, if you're like me, you're trying to navigate what life looks like with no sports. ESPN had Nebraska high school basketball highlights on the other day. This is massively depressing. Uh, I think the hand washing is something that should stick around for a long time. Even after, if everything goes back to normal, I think we should stick with the hand washing, this hand sanitizer, and then we can get back to shaking hands and hugging, hugging necks and that whole deal. I think that should stay. Social distancing, uh, that impact on our culture is, is interesting. It just kind of depends on, well, who you were social with before. And if you're an extrovert right now, you might be going through a little bit of cabin fever. You can't wait for the public gatherings to to start back up. But then there's there's my introverted friends, and they are glad that social distancing is being enforced in their world right now. I'm willing to bet that uh, there are some of you who wish social distancing applied to the people in your house right now. And uh, I think today's message is going to help us with that. Uh, when I heard that the NBA was suspending uh, their their season indefinitely, I just, you know, that, that broke my heart. March Madness, that broke my heart. But I said, you know what? I can get over that. I can survive that. But ladies and gentlemen, when I heard the Nike store was closing for two weeks, I said, as, as a sneakerhead, as a person that loves shoes, I said, this has now gone way too far. Okay, I, I, I was absolutely devastated at that point. I think all of us are trying to navigate what to do next. And, and here's, here's why I love the start of this series that we've entitled Stronger. Because uh, during a, a season where social distancing is being practiced, I believe that we have an opportunity to actually get relationally stronger. And I want to start today um, in, in a book called Hebrews, and I, I want it to, to start about talking about what can happen in our homes when God is the foundation of our homes. It says this in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 4, it says, for every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. The builder of all things is God. I've been thinking a whole lot lately about my house. Uh, due to the coronavirus crisis, uh, I have now accepted a position as the toddler homeschool PE teacher at my home. And it has been a, a lot of fun uh, doing different drills and different things with my son. And uh, the other night, um, I had a parent-teacher conference uh, with uh, my child's uh, mother, who I happen to be married to, and uh, she wanted to express some of her concerns. First off, no teacher likes being watched during their class. And so, you know, to have that mom kind of 
overseeing and looking uh, over my shoulder. I didn't appreciate that very much. Nevertheless, that was the situation. She wanted to express to me that she thought that uh, I was being rather impatient with her son because he did not do the drills correctly that have been outlined in the curriculum that we've put together as a family. And then, I, and then I said, hey, why don't you take this up with the principal? She said, I am the principal. And so uh, there, there are some, some things that everyone is sort of navigating uh, in their own home. I would have told you uh, a month ago that I'm a homebody. I love being home. I love, there's no bed like my bed. But the longer I've been like home, home, I realize I'm not just a homebody. I'm also a movie body. I'm also a gym body. I'm also a airplane body. I'm also an outlet mall body. There's, there's, there's other things that I also enjoy doing. But the, the more I'm home, I'm starting to see a whole new thing of going, Lord, what is it that you want to do? in my home and the people that are in it. And I wonder for you, what is God up to at your house? And what would you like him to be up to at your house? And the relationships that exist there, I believe that they can get stronger than they've ever been before. Now, this past week, I was working with a client and we were talking about, you know, what makes organizations and businesses really, really great. And, and here's uh, one of the things that I realized. Uh, some of the things that build great companies are the same things that build great homes, like mission statements, great leadership. And, and the one that I want to hone in on today is strong values. I mean, if you want to talk about some of the best organizations in the world, they have a strong set of values that serve as a north star for where they're going, how they do it, and what they do. And it's very, very powerful in, in how they conduct and do business and how they serve their customers. It's the same thing for our home. I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but have you ever thought about sitting down as a family and writing out what your core values are going to be, what those strong key characteristics are going to be? And I just want to do this today. I want to look at just four short verses. Four short verses, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to just get your brain working just a little bit in the sense of just going, you know what? What could be our core verse? What could be a part of our core values? What could be a couple of statements that our family hangs our hat on? Here's what I realized. If you just do one of these verses... Okay, one of these verses, whether you're single, whether you want to take this into your workplace, I promise you, if you just live by one of these verses, it will change every relationship you have in every environment you live in. I want to begin in Colossians chapter 3. It says this, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Can you imagine if this was the mantra of your home? I'm talking about a place that says, you know what? We're going to let it go. Yep. We're, I know it's easy to get up under each other's skins. I get it. But you know what? 
the, the resounding theme in our home is going to be forgiveness. We are going to be people that decide to just let it go and to bear with one another. Because here's what I know is needed in the midst of a pandemic. A whole lot of amazing grace for you and an amazing grace for me. And the reason the Bible is so persistent, is so clear about forgiving one another is because the whole book is about a story about how God let us off the hook so we should live in a way that lets other people off the hook. And I'm not talking about sweeping stuff up under the rug and pretending like what they did didn't happen. No, 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 no. I'm actually talking about recognizing what's under the rug and going, you know what, I'm going to let it go because I'm willing to bet that there's some things that I've done that have also been swept under the rug. Forgiveness isn't saying that what they did wrong is now right. Forgiveness is no longer holding them relationally hostage for the rest of your days. I mean, at what point are you just going to let it go? You want to know what I think could be very interesting over the next coming weeks and coming months? Is really answering this question. Who in our life do we need to forgive? Who in our life do we need to just let it go and i know we can hold on to some petty emails that were sent and you won't believe what they said in front of my boss and you won't believe the text messages that they sent this affects every relationship that we have but guess what the common denominator of every conflict we've ever had is us every single one every single fight has had us as the common denominator And here's what I know about you. Here's what I know about me. Here's what I know about all the relationships that we have. Relationships thrive when both sides take ownership of their part. When they're willing to say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to at least say, hey, here's the deal. I I, I had something to do with this too. And when two people come together and they say, hey, you know what? My bad. That relationship can thrive. Is there anything that you've done over the past six months that you've been skirting around, that you've been ignoring, that maybe now is the time to say, you know what, I want my relationships to get deeper and stronger. And for that to happen, there's going to have to be a whole lot of forgiveness. Here's a question that I want you to ask yourselves today, and it's this. Uh, Are we doing our best with our part? Are we doing our best with our part? Because that's all anyone can ask us to do. Here's another verse. It's found in Acts chapter 2, verse 46. It says, They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Oh, man, I think that this would be so uh, such a great value for a, a key characteristic for our families and our homes, that, you know what, we actually laugh together. Like that we actually have true joy in the midst of uncertain times. I love what Mark Batterson says about joy. He says, joy is not getting what you want. It's appreciating what you have. It's not getting what you want. It's appreciating what you have. Man, we have an opportunity right now to lean in, take inventory of all that God has given us, and appreciate all 
that we have. Uh, I, um, even for me, it's personal. Uh, this pandemic has certainly had an effect on my business and my ministry, and traveling right now isn't the, the best idea. And uh, there's, been, there's been honestly setbacks. But you know what's so interesting about these setbacks is it's allowed me to step back and see a bigger picture of what's all going on, especially in my home. Let me tell you what one of the best things that happened to me this week. My son learned how to dribble a basketball through his legs. Ladies and gentlemen, you would have thought the Dallas Mavericks won an NBA championship the way I was running around this house. And, and I'm just finding so much joy in my home and different things and learning things about people and, 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 and finding out, man, like this is, these are some of the things that you're interested in. And you know what? We're, we're kind of having fun. We're kind of enjoying being stuck together. And it's like, you know what? Man, maybe God's up to something here. Maybe God is up to something in your home. I, I, I'm just finding a lot of things hilarious right now. The fact that, you know, in, in just under a week, every parent became a homeschool teacher just like that. I mean, it's like we don't know what we're doing, and it's hilarious. Our poor children, though, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but you know what? We're going to have some fun with this. Here's what I want you to know this weekend, and this is the good news. I hope that we all get an alert on our phone that says, y'all can go back to work, everything's normal, you good. I, I hope we get that alert soon. But in the event that it doesn't come as soon as we would like, I want you to know that true joy is available to you right at your dinner table right now. I realize that people are going through a tough time. I realize that people get sick. I realize that people get furloughed. I, get, I realize that people lose their job. But I want you to know, you may have lost your job. You may have lost something. But I want you to know, just because you lost something doesn't mean you have to lose your joy. Is there something in your life that you can look at and go, you know what? My God is still at work in my life. Can you imagine if joy, true joy, was a key characteristic, a key value in your home and in your life? Another verse I want us to look at is Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. This is one of the key verses in our home. This is one of the ones we hang our hats on. And here's and this is this is a fun. I, I think you should print this verse out. I, I think you should hang it up somewhere in your home. I think this is some of the best marriage advice you can give anybody. I think this is some of the best leadership advice that you could give anybody because ultimately uh, the culture of your home should be one giant serving competition. One giant serving competition. And let me tell you something. When you've got two people that are committed to one another, they're just going, you know what? You, you want to know something? I'm going to outdo you today. Oh, yeah, you just wait. It, listen, your fights are going to change. Oh, it's going to be completely different because you're going to be fighting about um, who gets to do the dishes. No, 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 no. I'm doing the dishes this time. No, 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 no. I'm teaching the kids today. Okay, I'm the principal now. Okay, like... And your kids will be like, what are you guys doing? It's like, no, we, at our house, we just serve each other. 
We outdo one another in showing honor. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The person that does this at their job, guess what? Everybody wants to work for that person. Everybody wants to work for that leader that serves them. Uh, everybody wants to work with the guy that out does. Everybody wants to work with the girl that's going, you know, no, no, let me show you out. Let me get lunch today. No, 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 let me get cup. No, let me help you out. No, let me make sure that you're doing okay. Oh, something powerful happens to all of our relationships when we make a decision to outdo one another in showing honor. And we live in a world that wants us to compete with each other on everything else. Yes, we should compete with each other in serving one another. Can you imagine if that was the culture of your home? Kids, outserve your parents. You're like, they already make me do that right now. I mean, can you imagine if your home and your friendships and your relationships became one giant serving competition? You know, when I think about the time that some of us have that we're trying to occupy the time, I, I have to ask this question. Are there any opportunities in our lives right now that we're squandering? Are there any opportunities in our lives right now that we're squandering, that we're wasting? You see, I, I think now is, is a really great time for our relationships to get stronger, for us to pause long enough to send a meaningful text message, to write a meaningful email. Maybe you go old school, you write a letter. Maybe you just make an inventory of the relationships in your life. Maybe you start with your family. Maybe you start with some distant cousins that haven't heard from you in a long time. Maybe you haven't reached out to your grandparents in a long time. Maybe you've got a parent that you haven't spoken to in years. I mean, what if we just made a list of some, of some key relationships and we decided to just say, you know what, in light of who I want to be, I'm going to reach out. And I'm going to encourage, and I'm going to spread hope, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to find joy. I'm going to find the silver lining. I'm going to be the type of person that decides to encourage others. I mean, it, we, we've, we've, we've got this idea in our world where we've got the, the guy who's glass half full and, and the girl who's glass half empty, and we kind of, you know, pin them up against each other. But Imagine if, if we just decided to be people that just says, you know what, we're not looking at the glass to see if it's half empty or half full. But what if we decided to be people that says, you know what, we got water because it's water no matter how you slice it. And the reality is, is there's people in this world that don't have water. What if we were those people that just said, you know what, this is already a tough time. We should not be the people that make it even tougher. We should be people that make it even easier for our friends and our family, and the people we love. Are there opportunities that we're squandering right now? And, and, and here's the deal. I know it, it is so easy for each and every one of us to sort of, you know, answer the question, what are we going to do for the next four weeks? What are we going to do for the next four months? What do, I mean, what, what are we going to do with all this time? And some of our options are going, well, we're going to catch up on Netflix. Can I encourage you to something? You don't want a Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, Disney Plus, 
Showtime, you, you, direct, you don't want to direct TV your way through a pandemic. Hey, here's the deal. Watch your shows. Have some fun. Have some game nights. Do your deal. But don't squander the moment. Don't squander the time. Now is one of the greatest times we have. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people ask me this week, hey, Ryan, what do you think God is up to right now? I don't know. I have no idea. But I do think it's interesting that it took a pandemic for us to do the thing we would never do in a million years. Rest. Sit. It takes a pandemic sometimes for us to even have family dinner. I wonder how many people had family dinner for the first time in a long time this past week. I wonder how many people got their mom or their dad back and they really got them back. And all of a sudden we're really seeing each other. It shouldn't take a pandemic for us to be able to look each other in the eyes and tell each other what we mean to each other. We're going on a week and a half of no sports. And it just even in my house, it was just kind of natural to just kind of, you know, turn on the game. And it was just kind of background noise. And it's it's funny. I'm I'm finding out, like, the favorite color of people in my house. I'm like, you like gold? Well, okay. And my son's favorite color is gold now. I'm like, well, where are we going to find gold shoes? We can't go to Nike, so we got to wait for them to open back up. And then we can figure this thing out. And, and we're all starting to, you know, talk. It's a crazy thing. You know, maybe we could take some time over the next couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, and and talk. Maybe we could listen. Maybe we could ask each other, have you been dreaming about something? Wait, you got dreams? You, you want to do something different than what we were doing? Man, it's, it's actually kind of nice to pause. It's kind of nice to reflect on life and what we want to want our homes to be have you ever thought about sitting down and just going you know what i actually think that our family could be intentional because here's what i know about my family and here's what i know about your family godly families are not happening on accident uh, you're not just going to wake up and your family's just going to be awesome. You're not going to be accident, accidentally married for 20 years just by going with the flow. Uh, uh, siblings aren't going to get through disagreements just by happenstance. No, there's going to have to be great intentionality. My hope and prayer is that when those tough moments happen, like they're happening right now, that you would have a set of values, that you would have a verse or two, that you can hang your hat on and say, no, this is us. This is the Leaks. This is the Smiths. This is the Joneses. This is how... We're going to live, this is going to serve as a North Star for our behavior and our decision-making and our relationships inside our home and outside our home. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe over the next few weeks, while we try and figure out what social distancing means in each and every one of our lives, I believe that we can begin to be relationally stronger if we just decide to be intentional. My challenge for us this week is to maybe have a family meeting. If you're single, maybe for you, you just have a dinner and you sit down and and you write out, you know what? This is what I want my home to be like. 
Here are some of the key characteristics I want to be described of our home. Here is maybe a verse or two that you sit down and go, you know, this is us. I just went through a couple of verses, and they're just a couple of verses. And I'm sure there's a, a verse or two that maybe has been a theme for you in your life. And could you imagine if, if your family knew what those verses were? Maybe you hung them up somewhere in your house and said, you know, this is going to be us. This is how I believe that we can get stronger relationships during difficult times. Lord, I thank you so much for Chase Oaks Church and each and every family, each and every member, each and every viewer watching this message. God, I pray that you would help them have stronger relationships now more than ever. God, I pray that you would give them strategies on how they can build their relationships. I pray, God, that you would meet them right where they are. I pray, God, that the words that they would send to a friend, a text message, an email, that they would be God-inspired, that it would, it would lift up somebody's day, it would change their week because, well, they've invited you into their relationships. I pray for each and every home. Keep us safe. Keep us wise. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said.